Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Talking today, um, after Glenn's amazing segment, um, Glenn mentioned in his segment, and I just really latched onto this, and he said it a couple times that I've heard. I love what he says about 
being grateful, <clears throat> but never satisfied, right? And, and so it's that beautiful simultaneous blend of saying, thank you, yes, I will have more, right? And sometimes, sometimes it's hard for us to, to do both. I know for a very, very long time, I struggled with the second part of that. I was taught from a very early age for the first part to say thank you, to be grateful, to specifically not be ungrateful. That was how it was worded in our house. Don't be ungrateful, right? But I was never really versed in the lessons of saying thank you, yes, and I'll have more. And so I love that. And, and that's an identity, right? That's an identity that you can begin to embody in your life, which is the one of, I am a person who is grateful and strives for more, right? So this idea of identity is the core sort of basis of this amazing coaching program I've been in for the last, oh, seven months or so. And we wrap up later this year. And I love the conversation around identity because the what we talk about in our in our work in this program is that we essentially have three different areas in our life, energy, work, and love. Those are kind of what, what they call the big three, right? If your energy isn't right, nothing else works as well as it should. And your work and your love flow from your energy. And so when your energy is right, and when you are your optimist best around your energy, you can be your optimist best around your work and around your love. And so how identity is going to play into our conversation today is we're going to talk about what derails you, what derails you, what throws you off the identity that you are striving to embody, and what throws you off and derails your mindset. And it's particularly timely that I got <laughs> that I got the opportunity to do this session today. You know how there are no accidents. That's what I believe. I believe that there are no accidents and all timing is perfect timing. Even when it seems like crap sandwich timing, it ends up always being perfect in hindsight. So it ends up being really timely today because something happened this past weekend. Something personal happened this past weekend. Um, not to me, but in my in my world, let's just say. And it's really been a, uh, an exercise this week in getting myself back on track. It, this thing, this personal thing that happened is one of those things that, that is, it's, it's trying to derail me. And I've been working all week processing through it, reconciling through it. And so this is a really great discussion this morning because we're going to talk about the things that derail us from being our optimist best self and embodying the identities that we choose for ourselves. And I'm going to open the mic because this is a discussion, not a monologue. But I do want to share with you as we go into this conversation about some specific examples of identity. And if you listen to Stephen Kuhn on Tuesdays at all, he often refers to his book, The Humble Alpha, Unleash Your Humble Alpha. And one of the concepts in that book is settling on your identity. Now he just, he talks about it as an overarching concept as a single identity. And his is, I believe right now, his identity, or at least of recent days was powerful connector. And so I'm going to share with you what my three identities are right now, because your identities can absolutely change from time to time, depending on who you are and how you evolve. But my identity right now around energy is courageous champion. 
And my identity around work is focused executive. And my identity around love is feminine goddess. And so as I go through my day, and this is important that it's the day and not the week and not the life, it's the day, it's the moment. As I go through my day, those are my guiding stars. Those are the things that I measure myself against. And I say, is what I am doing, thinking, speaking, writing, how I'm behaving in line with courageous champion? Is it in line with focused executive? Is it in line with feminine goddess? And I will share with you in all transparency that this morning, as I was prepping this this segment, I had this moment where I went, that's it. That's it. The thing that happened this past weekend that's had me sort of twisted up all week. When I asked myself and I ran myself through that filter, I ran that situation through that filter. Is this how a feminine goddess would be in the face of this personal situation? The answer is no. The answer is no. And then my next question is, how would a feminine goddess show up in the face of this situation? And that has given me, just in the last 15 minutes, so much peace around this situation. So thank you, Breakfast with Champions, for helping me to work through a real issue in real time before I even open the mic. This is the magic of this room. This is why we ask you to share this room, because these kind of conversations happen. So let's talk about the things that derail us. And I may or may not share the thing. I'm not trying to be cryptic. I'm just trying to be respectful. I may or may not share the thing that went on this weekend, happened this weekend, and it doesn't really matter. It could have been anything, right? It could have been anything because things derail us. Life throws things in your way. You know, how many times have we opened up our Clubhouse apps in the morning and Glenn is on and everything works in testing and nothing works in the show? And we always talk about not today, Satan, (laughs) not today, right? The man gets derailed like every third time he tries to open his mic to share and and to change the world. Things show up in your life that threaten to derail you. And the size of the things that we let derail us is a clue. When you let something like a flat tire derail your whole day, derail your mindset, take you off task, make you take you off that identity of courageous champion, that's a clue. That's a clue. Needs some work there. You need some work, right? Raising your vibration, understanding who you are and how to aspire to be that identity. So my first question actually shouldn't really be what derails you. It should be, what's your identity in these areas of life? How do you see yourself? And and maybe not how you see yourself now, because that may not be who you want to be. But, but what's your aspirational identity, right? My my How I see myself now may not be, you know, courageous champion in this moment, but that's my aspirational identity. And that's the thing I shoot for every moment, every day, every moment, right? How do I, how do I be that person? Well, here's the thing. The way we are the people is in the things we do. And identity is a set of repeated thoughts and behaviors and beliefs. Behaviors is part of it, not just thoughts and beliefs. I can identify as a fire truck, but you know what? I'm not a fire truck. 
I'm not. I can think I am. I can believe I am. But when it comes down to it, there's no way I can behave like a fire truck. Ergo, I am not a fire truck. But I can think, believe, speak, and behave like a courageous champion, like a focused executive, like a feminine goddess. I can do that. That's my charge. So what are some of your identities? Let's talk about that before we talk about getting derailed. What are, what are the identities you aspire to or, or you're living out every day in your life right now? Open your mics. Jump in. This is interactive. This is the portion where you talk to me. Well, Monica, I'm going to talk to you. It's Mary Lynn. <laughs> um, I love that because I hadn't really, you know, I talk about the feminine goddess thing a lot because I love that the masculine feminine, but I hadn't really given myself some of those. So I'm going to think on it and um, come up with, with a couple, but you know, I, I don't, I honestly just take pause with that. So I appreciate you giving those. I'm going to start thinking, sorry, I just really love it. I'm glad you do. You know, it's something we don't often think about no. is, is the identity we're trying to embody. Is it a superhero in your energy, in your energy area? You know, might it be the identity of uh, an athlete in the love area? Might it be identity of, you know, a committed soulmate and a, and a, you know, a citizen of the world, for example, a good citizen of the world, right? There are so many ways that we can begin to craft and choose our identities. And then those things inform and, and act as guiding stars for the, for the way we show up because we have something to aspire to. We're sort of standing up against it like a yardstick and going, well, how am I doing? How am I measuring up to this identity that I chose? Not that someone put on me, that I chose. Sometimes our identities are put on us and we absorb them. Dr. Janie talks so much about that, about how our young, our, our young life informs our identity. And then we live into that identity, right? And it's chosen by someone else. But guess what, people? We get to choose our own. Amen. We get to choose our own. Anything coming up for anybody before we dive into what derails us? Good morning. Good morning this is Queen B. All right. We have two ladies and I am so sorry. I, I, I didn't get anyone's name. So just someone go first quickly and then the second follow. Uh, work it out on your own. I'm Queen B. My identity is a queen, a loyal, committed spouse, a mother, a teacher, and an enabler of women for better. That's my identity that I am leaning into. That's beautiful and very clear. I love how clear you are on that. Thank you for sharing, Queen Bee. That's awesome. Who was next? Hey, hey Monica. It was me, oh. Stephanie oh, Strong. Oh, okay. This is so exciting. All right. Um, I'm going to go with um, Stephanie, I think it was first. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, Monica, this is like so spot on. So thank you so much for just lifting up. Sometimes we, I know for me, I've had the same experience last week where I kind of got in my head, but in terms of identity, and I love that book, um, really Unleash Your Humble Alpha. That was a really powerful book for me last year. And so the identity that I came up with then was um, positive protagonist, but listening um, to your um, beginning of your segment this morning, I'm just thinking like, where am I today? And what is the um, identity that I, I most align with now? And it certainly is inspiration, inspirational um, igniter. 
And so, um, and that is just um, a good way for me to know, like, how am I not just what I'm not what I'm just doing, but how am I showing up, and how am I sharing that with the world, and how am I unleashing that into the atmosphere and into the world, so that others also can be inspired. And so that's what came up for me. So thank you so much for opening up this conversation. Stephanie, thank you, inspirational igniter. Awesome. Who is next? What's your identity? Hey, Monica, it's Trisha. I um, just really appreciate what you brought forth when you were saying that you um, didn't show up for what you um, presented. I was somebody that uh, thought that I um, leaned into what somebody else gave as my identity. And then when things changed up, I didn't show up the way that I thought that I was going to. And um, I just appreciated the fact that you said that, that, you know, was I really showing up the way that I thought that I could? So um, I'm just realigning myself now and figuring out who I really am and, and what I need to show up as. So I just really appreciated you sharing your honesty about that. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to realign now and figuring out who that person is that I want to show up as. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Questions are important. The quality of your life rests upon the quality of your questions. That was beautiful. Um, Megan DiMartino, did you open your mic or was that an accident? Uh, hi, Ma hi. Uh, so Ma someone's talking? Jump in. Hi, Monica. This is the Haitian Sensation. Um, recently, I had come to realization that my superpower is having the will to rise, right? And, and actually that's the name of my book that's coming out. And as you were talking this morning, and I kept asking myself a question, I'm driving right now, and I'm like, what is my identity? And I say, no, in the matrix oh haitian sensation i love you and you're in the matrix sir when you get in a better spot will you please come back and share because i'm dying to know what your identity is and how this conversation um inspired you to think about it so just pop it pop back in when you're in a better spot sir thank you is anyone else feeling inspired to share what it, what what you're thinking about your identity maybe being in these areas of energy work and love and if not, we will move on to our next uh, part where we're going to talk about what derails you from that identity. But please do share. Hey, Monica. Good morning, Linnell. Um, a great topic this morning. I'm sorry I came in a little late, but uh, based on what I heard, it's absolutely something that I think um, all of us need to really think about when it's, when it's focused about love and energy. And so yesterday I had written a post really to see... Um, what the mindset was in around it. And one of the things that I've noticed was the post reached so many people um, in the demographic that I was looking for. And my question on the posts came out as, um, well, I don't think it was a, a, a question, more like a statement. And it says, since the math is a mapping, if he's your husband, where is the ring? And the reason I asked this specific question was because I had read a post where a young lady kept calling this man her husband, but yet he had never done the commitment. They've never gone through the ceremony. She had had his children. She was doing all of the things that a wife would do, 
but yet he would not go and, you know, he didn't want to get married and she did. And so I asked that question. And the reason is because a lot of times we fool ourselves into thinking that we are one thing, but we're really another thing. And so she sent me a private message and and I had quite a few uh, private messages in regards to this. And one of the things I put in the comments is check in with yourself. How do you feel in this moment? What is it that is important to you? And are you basically getting what you need from this relationship? Because we know he's getting it. And so I want to ask that question to everyone. You know, we can be so focused on what we want to portray for someone else. But are we checking in with ourselves? And are we happy in that moment with what we're doing? This is Linnell, the Soul Coach. I'll go ahead and mute myself out. Linnell, thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely true. It's that introspection. Who was it that said in us um, the quote about an unexamined life, right? We we have, can have such a better impact, a bigger impact, a stronger impact on the world around us, on the people around us, and on, the, on ourselves if we turn our lens inward and we examine our own lives and, and where we are in terms of our mindset, our thoughts, and how we are directing or being directed. Are we directing or are we being directed in this life, right? And it's the, the more we direct our own lives, the more we make our own choices and select our own ways of being and our own identity and live into those, the more directive we are, the more powerful we are, the more influential we are. I mean, look at, look at what Glenn's created here, right? He didn't wait for somebody to, to, to give him a radio studio to do the show. He opened, he started the show in his closet with the water heater as his co-host and look what he's created. He directed that. He chose that. He put himself on that path and we're all on a path. We all get to choose our path. So the question this morning is what derails us from our path? We've talked about our identities and how do we look at and think about our identities? What do I want to be? Right? We talked a little bit about um, Stephanie is the inspirational igniter and Queen B shows up as a, a queen and a mother and, and, and some other things that I was, I was, I didn't write down cause I was so entranced with listening to her voice. Right. So we're showing up in these ways, but what derails us, what takes us off task and how can we stay the course? Because life is about staying on the road you choose when you know it's a good road. I've mentioned this word euthymia before. Euthymia is a word, um, and it's, it means this knowingness that your path that you've chosen is the right one for you, no matter what other people say, think, or don't understand about it. That feeling of peace, that you are unshakable on your path, that you know that you're going the right way, right? How do we keep that? How do we keep that? So what, what sometimes does derail us? I know, I know I've shared with you this morning that I had a, a situation and that is in my sphere that, that had threatened to derail me. And now I have a whole lot more peace around it, thankfully, uh, thanks to this room and, and having to prepare this, this session this morning. So what else have, have you found has derailed you and thrown you off your game and really impacted your mindset before? Because we're going to talk about how to combat that in the second half.
Monica, can I chime in for a quick, um, just, yeah, yeah. You know what happened with me? I just got in my own head. I got in my own head and whenever that happens, I mean, it could be, and that stemmed from a bit of disappointment last week and it wasn't even that big of a deal. It's what I created. And so I had to resource myself so that I would not go there and totally become derailed, but it did impact me. And I see, I think sometimes we just get in our head and we give credence to that inner voice that, that, undermines the, the greatness of who we are. And whenever there's the competing thoughts there, we have to show up for ourselves. And that may even mean to extend ourselves and get help somewhere else, but at least begin to resource yourself by interrogating those thoughts. Is this true? Where did this come from? Um, is this the direction you want to go? Is this um, going to lead you um, in, a, in a better place? And it really took me actively participating, actively showing up in my own mind to get out of that headspace so that I can get on with the business of being great. And that's how that's what derailed me. Disappointment and then getting ahead and having a whole conversation about it. Stephanie, Thank wow, you. that was powerful. That was absolutely powerful. Absolutely. Get listening to the self-talk in your head. Sometimes the self-talk in your head is not your friend. And that's one of the strategies we're going to talk about a little bit, a little bit later about how to get back on track, right? You're on a highway. How do you, how do you avoid getting off an exit ramp and getting yourself way, way off the highway? Sometimes we take exit ramps. Like I get it. Sometimes the exit ramp leads you to an amazing place. You get to see the world's biggest ball of twine, right? Or you get to see Carhenge, which I have actually seen and it's pretty amazing. But sometimes those exit ramps take you down a road that you don't ever want to go down again. Or maybe you haven't been down there before and you know it's not a good road, right? So being able to choose what, where you get off the road, how far you get off and how quickly you get back on, that is mastery. That is self-mastery. And we're all in the process, in this room anyway, we're all in the process of self-mastery. So thank you so much for sharing that. Who else would like to jump in on what gets you derailed? It's Hello, Ma Monica. Oh, go ahead. I'll let her go first. Okay. Um, I, go ahead, whoever was speaking. Go ahead. That was Coco. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry about that. So I, I just wanted to add that sometimes we have this identity, but we have to realize that people are watching us and do they understand the identity that we identify with, number one? And then number two, what derails me in the past has been an end of a relationship, divorce, the death of a parent, uh, when your children are driving you crazy. So these are the things that have derailed me. And I'm sure people in the room can identify with that. So those are the three for me. Thanks. Thank you, Coco. Um, to your question, that's, uh, and I, we don't probably have the space to go down this road today, but I'm curious, I would be curious uh, to explore that later about do other people understand the identity that we're embodying? My gut reaction on that, <laughs> I'm not saying it's right, but it is what it is. My gut reaction was I don't really care. I just don't really care if other people understand my identity because I'm living my identity. That's my job. And my job is to show up in the world in a way that I know is right and powerful and strong for me. So I choose not to um, put energy toward whether other people understand it. They can, they can try and they, they may or they may not, but to me, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but that's just me. 
derailing you, major losses. Absolutely. I've lost my mom. I've lost my grandparents. Many of us in here have lost those close to us, right? Kids driving you crazy. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, can relate to that. And sometimes it's easier to give up. You know, like if, if you're a parent and your identity is, let's just say your identity is um, a strong parent and your kids are driving you insane and you know that the easy thing to do would be X, Y, or Z would be to, 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 to capitulate, to give in. But yet you compare what you want to do, what's the easy thing to do with what would a strong parent do in this situation? It just gives you a moment, gives you a, gives you a, a fleeting moment to, to collect yourself and go, okay, wait. What would a strong parent do in this situation? Would a strong parent take the easy way and capitulate? Or would a strong parent do something different? And that, that's the beauty of having an identity as a touchstone to be able to ask yourself these questions in the moment. What would a feminine goddess do about this situation? How would she behave right now? What would she be thinking? Let me shift and adjust. And I want to be super clear, by the way. I want to be very, very clear on this next point especially because Dr. Janie is in the room, or at least she was a minute ago. Shifting your behaviors, your thoughts, your language into a congruency with your chosen identity is not about denying your feelings. This is really important. It's not about denying or covering or pushing away those feelings. It's about processing through them, going through them, so that you can get back to your center. That is my big learning in the last several years. Big, big learning for me. Because I was the queen of those don't exist. Let's focus on the good. But the thing about, about that strategy is that when you say those don't exist, those things, those feelings, they hear you say that. They know that you're treating them that way. And they persist. They continue to knock on your door. Knock, knock, knock. Just because you say I don't exist doesn't mean I don't exist. And guess what I'm going to do? I am going to creep into all the things you do, and I'm going to inform all the decisions you make, and I'm going to make you cry at stupid, ridiculous moments that don't make any sense, right? <laughs> That's what pushing those feelings away does. So I want to be very clear in this room today that I am not espousing anything about denying the feelings. I'm saying don't let them pull you down into the muck and mire. Acknowledge feel them, move through them, recenter, re-get back to your strong and powerful identity, whatever it might be around energy, around work, around love, around how you show up in the world. So thank you for bringing up the topic of loss, Coco, because that's huge. Hey, Ma hey Monica, I just pulled over. This is Will Baptist, the Haitian sensation. Uh, All right, I get, jump in, I Will. Get, yes, I want to get to the point of the derailing. But first, I just want to let you know that what I identify with, uh, I came to realization recently as my superpower, which is having the will to rise. And now I think that my identity is having the will to rise. Now, what derails me seems to seems to work in my favor. For me, every time that I get derailed, it's like a rubber band. It's pulling me back like an arrow and pushing me forward. So I, I although I don't look forward and I don't look for opportunity to get derailed, but it seems like every time whether it's my two divorces, whether it's my bankruptcy uh, for my business, whether it's moving from Florida, Miami, Florida, where I grew up, to Montreal, Canada, every time that I feel like I'm being derailed, it somehow propelled me 
a lot further than I ever thought that I could ever be or possible. So uh, that's what came up for me uh, this morning. And thank you for really racking my brain this morning, first to help me find what I identify with and also to help me uh, find what, what could derail me and come to conclusion that it's not just derailing me, but it's also propelling me to a better, bigger and better place. So I appreciate it and I love you. Thank you very much. Back to you, Monica. Will Baptiste, you said that your superpower is having the will to rise repeatedly over and over again. And you know what that reminded me of as an identity? That reminds me of a phoenix, my friend. So think on that. Mary Lynn, you're next. Good morning. Um, just in case you're looking for me, I'm next to you with your face. So <laughs> for your birthday, I wanted to do that. <laughs> but what derails me, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation, you're just striking so many chords with me this morning, is I'm going along, I'm going along, I'm doing amazing, amazing, amazing things. And then I, you know, hit a wall or a block or something didn't quite go the way I wanted. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 53. When is it? gonna just flow. And I know that's not life, but I have to really work to get um, over that next turtle sometimes. So I'm loving the, the talk here and want to hear your thoughts on all of this. And yes, Coco relationships can put me in a bed and want me to just pull the covers over my head. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. Thank you, Mary Lynn. I love that you're next to me on stage on my birthday. That's awesome. <laughs> the reality of life. You know what's funny because what you said is so is I think so common. It's like, well, when do I get to rest, man? <laughs> when do I get to just coast? And the reality of life is that I don't believe there's any time we get to fully coast that we we can enjoy like Glenn said earlier, we can be grateful and we can still be not satisfied. And and part of being grateful and part of having our eyes open to the reality of life is that we have moments days, weeks, years, maybe that are good and that are, that we can roll with, but that we always will have something that comes up. We will always have a stone or a pebble or a boulder that shows up in the middle of our road. And our question is not about like, well, how big is it? And when is it coming? And what am I going to do? Our question is just like, when it comes, do I know I can handle it? Right. Am I confident? Do I have that, that anti-fragile kind of quality? in me, that resilience, that I know that whatever it is, I can handle it because I've, I've given myself the resources. I've put myself in the rooms and connected with the people that allow me to have things to lean on when I need to, and really accepting that life is, is always ups and downs. So um, that's a, that's a really adult kind of place to be in our lives. And, and, and I think that's a, it's, it's helpful to be able to be there, to have that acceptance that it's not always going to be perfect, but to, in the meantime, build your strength, build your muscles, and it become the kind of person for whom when things happen, you don't get completely crushed by life. So thank you. That's a great, great inspirational um, share you, you said there, Marilyn. So what else, what else can we do? We've talked about what derails us. Will talked about bankruptcy and divorce, and we've talked about loss of parents and, 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 and children making us nutty and all these things that happen, money problems, um, all kinds of things show up in life. How do we respond? How do we keep ourselves? How do we push against it? 
right? How do we walk that tightrope of saying, oh, well, F it. I'm, I'm just, forget it. I'm going to go over here and I'm, my life is going to completely just, I'm going to let the wheels fall off. How, how do we not do that? What? Someone else just open their mic. Please share. Yes. Hello, Monica. It's Dr. Tangie. I just want to say happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> so wonderful to hear your segment this morning on your birthday as you are pursuing purpose powerfully. So for me, um, of course, our identity is what we believe, how we act on that belief, and it's all that core of who we are. And when when I think about my identity, I think about who my identity is in, and that is the anchorage in God. And for those that are um, faith-based, you know, when I think about being Christ-like, and when I think about where my anchor is and what I know for sure, that is that knowing that keeps me on the right path to say, you know what, if I'm in a situation that God did not tell me, then I know that it is temporary. And so I began to become expectant about what is getting ready to come and how the transformation is getting ready to show up in my life and what I am getting ready to pull towards, right? And so it's been incredibly awesome for me to see even this year, Monica, how that faith and what I do believe, how I've, I've called it the echoes, um, which is a third book that I, I want to write, which is the echoes of God, because there are certain confirmations that come along the way. Even if your situation has not proved manifestation, you begin to see these little echoes. Maybe it's a person. Maybe you're, you have another little thing that happens because um, in your business to say, hey, you're on the right path. Those small echoes that keep you anchored and to keep you strong to say, you know what? I'm going to continue to smile. I'm going to continue to go forth in my power and joy as well. Because like you said, we get to choose joy. Joy is definitely a choice and when you rise up happy and expectant we attract those things that be not as though they were my name is dr tangy and i release my mic back to you monica wow dr tangy first of all good to see you and thank you for the birthday wishes i always love your energy and yes i love that you know and, and what you, what you reminded me of when you said that is remember when the the ww what are they? The bracelets, WWJD bracelets came out. What would Jesus do? That was kind of the same idea, right? Like reminding yourself of this identity that you want to embody. If I want to be like, like Jesus, for example, then that having that touchstone and saying, well, what would, what would he do right now? How would I, how do I aspire? How do I show up in this earthly way that would make me more like that person? What, and, and, and please, please believe I'm going to say something right now that um, I don't mean to equate Glenn with Jesus, but like when you look at someone you respect, like Glenn Lundy, like Ramon, right? Like Scott Simons, like these people that we see, like Amelia, Danelle Delgado. When you see someone in, in your orbit that you respect, that you admire, that you say, what is going on over there? How can I be more like that? That's a similar thing too, right? So if you're having a hard time figuring out what your identity is, look at somebody like that you respect and admire and say, well, what is their identity? How do I see them? Can I use that to help inform my own identity, my own aspirational identity so that the person I'm aspiring to be is actually my future self? That's exciting. That's fantastic and powerful. So in our last, whatever we have, 20 minutes-ish, 18 minutes, Let's talk about 
how we can do that. We've talked about so many things that derail us and how to, how to form and create this identity and think about who we want to be and how we want to show up. But what are the actual things we can do that help us when we are derailed? And I, I shared with you this morning that my thing that helped me get over my derailment this week happened just today. And it was just me simply asking the question, is this how a feminine goddess would respond to this? And I said, nope, it's not. <laughs> and now I get to say, how would she respond? And I get to emulate her. And in emulating her, I become her. So what are the things, what are the questions you can ask yourself? What are the things that you do, that you lean upon to help you get through these times when you're tempted to just say, ah, forget it, F it, I'm done. How do you call, how do you call yourself back? How do you call upon your higher self? What do you do? Somebody hey there, it. Monica. This is Stars Hi, Tina. How are you? All right. We're going to go Stars Tina first, and then whoever the second person was that spoke, go next. Monica, you are crushing it this morning, girl. Let me tell you, I'm just like, fire, fire, fire over here. Guys, can we give her some shares and some hand claps? So, Monica, loving everything you're saying, getting derailed. I loved when the person said, you know, certain things will derail you like a death in the family. And for me, you know, my major thing was when I lost my son. And the thing that I find whenever anything not so good happens to me, it's a thing I scream all the time. My tribe, um, the people that are surround that are around me, that I surround myself with, that they always tend to lift me up and I make sure I have a strong base. Of course, God, but just for me, that the people around me, Monica, that's all I wanted to share. And thank you so much for a great, a great segment this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tina. And um, yes, community, absolutely community. That's so, so vital. Isolation, nothing, nothing good happens in, in isolation in terms of uh, when it's from a place of retreat from pain. Sometimes it can be helpful to, to, to pull out, lick your wounds Give yourself a few minutes, but long-term isolation is um, can be deadly. Thank you for sharing. Who was next? It was Jeannie. Hi, Monica, and happy birthday. Oh, Jeannie, I love that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting up an hour earlier this morning in gentle time. <laughs> that is great. I'm glad for the invitation. But the word that's coming up for me, with, and it probably but just because I just heard Dr. Tanji and you, and it res reminds me of the word core. Dr. Tanji actually used it. But that's what's coming up for me when you're talking about where do we go when something hits. So standing, one of my favorite gospel songs is a song that says just stand. And I think that reminds me of core. And I'm re reminded of Dr. Tanji running down Peachtree Street in Atlanta last weekend with a hula hoop. How she does all that at one time, I don't know. But um, you, you know, your stance, Tanji's stance is about really in engaging your core. And I think in your asking about what our identity is when something hits, you're thinking in advance and embracing and um, enabling that, that core strength either during or before something happens. And in your Zoom this week, um, we talked a lot about taking action. When something's knocking us down, just take whatever that next best step is. So core is the word that you're bringing up. And thanks so much for this segment. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Jeannie. And I loved having you on my Zoom this week. I love it. I do a monthly um, a monthly Zoom discussion, and Dr. Jeannie was in there along with a bunch of other folks. And we were actually talking about some of these topics around how we stay focused and how we stay on track with our, you know, toward not only our goals, not, o- not only the end goal, but the process, being in the process of, of embodying a person who, who does achieve those things. Right. And sometimes we get so focused on the end goal that we forget that what gets us there is the day to day, the moment to moment. Ramon, I see you are on mic. Are you are you wanting to speak or is that my app is lying to me? Uh, that is your app is lying to you. But since I'm on mic, I'll just say what a great discussion. I think your earlier segment, Monica, uh, about what is your I don't think you said avatar to give the exact wording, but who do you identify with? I think it's powerful. And I'm going through that journey myself wondering who am I? Even as I turn 50 year old, I guess it kind of echoes Glenn saying he thought he was smart when he was younger. The saying, you know, thought he knew something when he got older and now he realizes he knows he knows nothing. So I'm feeling like that to a degree. So Monica, thanks for a great, great segment. Always good to hear your lovely voice. I'm listening and learning from geniuses like you. Thank you. Thank you, Ramon. I received that. I appreciate it. And we do have our identity does change through life. I'm realizing and learning that in this um, in this in this program that I'm studying in right now. You know, sometimes sometimes it's like it's like um, when a, a I just had this crazy thought that flew in my mind. So I'm going to say it because that's how I go. It, it's like when a frog lays her eggs and the first identity that those tadpole or that those eggs become is a a tadpole, right? That's the identity of a tadpole. But then as they grow into frogs, if they keep the identity of a tadpole, they're never going to learn to be a frog. They're never going to learn to like come out of the water and eat bugs because they identify as their former selves. And so that is why identity has to change as we go through life, because we pick up skills, we get experiences, and we evolve, as Glenn says, we rise and evolve and impact. And and we do that through the changing and the up-leveling of our identities as we move through these phases and seasons of life. So um, Mary Lynn, did you just put a frog? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love you so much. That's awesome. Um, who else would like to share? How do you get back to yourself, get back to your center and and recalibrate when you're derailed? Share something that someone in this room needs to hear right now. Amanda Sanner here. Jump in, girl. Hi. Uh, so actually, ooh, I'm surprised that I'm going here, but I um so I had a memory pop up on my Facebook and it was of a post last uh last august where i had sat in uh, breakfast with champions and they were interviewing ben newman for the book on uncommon leadership that he had written and uh that was it was a wonderful interview and scott simons sitting in the room uh felt inclined to uh buy the book for people that weren't able to get it for themselves but felt like it could be useful to them and so he purchased scott simons purchased my book for me that morning and it was mailed to my house and i i shared this picture when the book came with like the best smile i've had in years and um i actually did not share the memory when it popped up this year because the memory or just the post itself spoke of just where I was headed and just how psyched I was and how, what this room did in the book and all the things I'm going to do. 
and I've just been in a rough patch that has me kind of feeling the same way I did this time last year. So I truly just sat in that and with it and didn't even share it. Uh, Scott Simons, if you're in the room, I didn't even share with you because I was almost just ashamed of how a year had passed and I had not evolved as much as I thought I would have. Um, but this was the caption I put with the picture of me in the book. It said, planting seeds now to help my tomorrows grow. My name is Amanda Sanner and I will change the world. They say your network is your net worth. And while I'm nowhere close to where I want to be for my life right now, I know where it's headed. As I sat in a clubhouse room, Breakfast of Champions by Glenn Lundy, I had the pleasure of hearing them speak with Ben Newman about his new book, Uncommon Leadership, 11 Ways the Greatest Leaders Lead, forwarded by Ed Milet. Scott Simons was inspired to purchase the new book for people in the room that morning, and I was lucky enough to be part of that morning's blessing. I may feel depressed or be struggling from day to day right now, but I know this season will end. Life will move forward. Who and what I allow to surround me now will ultimately impact those coming tomorrows. I can ensure that as I fall, I will fall forward. My landing spot will be richer with each passing day by what I feed myself now. What you feed grows, and I am ensuring that what grows is flowers, not weeds. This book will absolutely be one of those seeds for my future. When I break through from this darkness, I will shine bright. I will shine brighter and impact more people by those that impact me today. I'm so grateful for my network and the influence they have in my life. I know one day I will be on the other side, <laughs> spreading blessings to the world as these incredible men, as for me, have for me and so many others every single day. Ben Newman, thank you for writing this book. Thank you again, Scott Simons, for buying my book. I'm so grateful for your generosity. Glenn Lundy, thank you for choosing to rise, evolve, and impact together. Hashtag Rise and Grind led me to you with motivation, education, and inspiration and forever changed my life. I am continually amazed by the superhumans put on my path because of it all. <laughs> and I will uh, yield my mic there. <laughs> thank you. Amanda, thank you for sharing that very transparent um, share. What I will say to you is one thing. You said this season will end. Yes, girl, it will. And, and it's back again. <laughs> you and... You need to be the catalyst for that ending and a new beginning. Who's next? Happy birthday, Monica. It's Megan. <clears throat> I have a frog in my throat. Uh, earlier, I didn't um, open my mic, but like uh, Ramon, I guess it's uh, a moment in time. And that's what I want to speak about is about a timeline. Um, so this is so powerful, Monica. Um, so powerful on every level for all of us. And it's uh, not ironic that it's your birthday. <clears throat> You've been through a transformation. It's fascinating for me to watch it. Um, and I'm going through a similar uh, timeline. Um, yesterday, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Susan Hurley, had a dinner for her daughter, Lacey, who is in YWAM, which is a mission um, program for uh, young people. And um, Lacey has made a decision after her initial uh, period to continue on. So her mom had a dinner for some gals to come and hear about Lacey's journey to um, possibly um, be a benefactor for 
her because again, she's going off into the unknown. Well, she, uh, my car's being serviced. So Lacey came and picked me up. So I had time to be with Lacey alone. And I was sharing with her that how my life, you know, she's 20 and I'm, you know, could, uh, well, bottom line is I could be your grandmother. Um, but I said, you know, I'm in the same place, Lacey, because I am evolving again and we're all always evolving, but it's about just trusting and leaning on, on God and knowing that he's got us, but we do have to do the work as you have been doing Monica. And, um, it's, I could go on and on about this, but I said to Lacey, our lives are like a timeline. You're in the beginning of the timeline. I'm not saying I'm at the end, but, um, uh, at a new phase in a new journey. So we always have to go within, see what it is that is in our hearts to bring. And, um, you know, it's just all, all of the shares. I mean, they just have been so powerful, but it's really identifying, like you said, about getting um, pulled down, but yet you know how to pull yourself up. And that is the key, is going within and being grateful, as Dr. Tanji said. I mean, it's just being joyful, choosing that joy, but it is that positive mindset and those tools, but knowing that we're always evolving and never stopping. And as I said the other day about squeezing that lemon, every bit of juice out and happy birthday, Monica. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for the wishes and for the great share. I really appreciate that. Marilyn, you opened your mic. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe it's my app lying to me. It's um, a lot. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I want to share as we wrap up, we have about four minutes left. I want to share some of the things that came out of the discussion um, on my Zoom discussion last night, two nights ago, two nights ago around this topic about some of the things that people shared that help keep them on track when they feel like they might be getting derailed, when they might be, um, you know, being on the verge of slipping off that road taking an exit ramp that might not be the best one, right? How do we, oh, how do we turn the exit ramps just into maybe we've ridden, we ride on the shoulder for a little bit, you know, and we, maybe we don't completely go off the road. One of those things is focusing on the, on the aspects that you can control. I was working with a client the other day and she has a lot of stuff in her life right now that is a sort of, I'll use the word blowing up, blowing up around her with, with a lot of it with immediate family. And I said to her, let's imagine that if, if we were sitting at a dinner table and I brought out four or five plates and each of these plates had one of these particular issues on it, that's happening around you in your life. And I set these plates down in front of you all across the table what would make you, what would be your first inclination to look at these situations on these plates? And she couldn't quite get to it at first, but with a few more questions, she said, I would look at what on these plates can I grab and put in my hands and actually control? What do I have influence over? And that is the, that was the answer. That was the answer. When there's things are blowing up around you, what can you control? What do you have to let go of control of? Because so many times we get those backwards. 
we get them mixed up. We try to, we, we push and push and push and push against the boulder we can't control, that we can't move. Meanwhile, there's a whole pile of gravel right there that you can just put your hands in, grab and carry away. And you can take action. You can make a difference on that pile of gravel. But if you're pushing on the boulder next to it, the pile of gravel is just gonna sit there. So being able to really channel those energies and your intention on where you bring influence, because when you get in action, as Dr. Jeannie said, when you get into action, you create a ripple effect, right? You change your state. Tony Robbins often talks about state. When you get into action, you change your state and that makes you more powerful in that situation. And anything that makes you feel more powerful creates momentum. Is this resonating with anybody? Sometimes you don't even have to, sometimes you don't even have to be taking the right action. Just being in action is powerful. We also had a really good moment um, on the Zoom the other night where we talked about knowing, it, actually there was kind of a double, a double aspect to this one, knowing when to ask for help and knowing when you need to be alone to figure things out with your own, keeping your own counsel, right? There's that discernment. There are times when it's too loud, too loud, too loud, too loud, too much, too much, too much, too much noise, too much outer, too many opinions. I need quiet so I can keep my own counsel. But there are times when it's really important to reach out, to get the noise, to put yourself in the noisy rooms because that's what you need. And having that discernment is really powerful. That's a really powerful skill. Does anyone here resonate with the, with the need to pull back and keep your own counsel and listen to yourself? Consult your inner knowing. <laughs> your inner knowing is there for a reason. Right? So those are a couple of other things that we can do when we feel derailed. And also acknowledging what you're saying to yourself. Are you letting that derailment pull you down? Are you, are you commiserating with it? Are you agreeing with it? Are you making it let you believe that you are less than what your identity is? Because your identity is not perfection. Your identity is not a perfect person. It's just aspirational. It's, it's, it's who you're working on being day to day, moment to moment. So paying attention to what those other voices are telling you is really powerful as well. Again, it's all so much of this is about awareness. Just awareness gives you the power to change things. So who else has something to share as we wrap? Monica, hopefully my background isn't too loud, but I just wanted to tell you happy new year and it's no wonder you're so powerful. You're born two days before one of the most powerful dream speeches ever but by Dr. King on the 28th. So I just wanted to say happy new year. And as Dr. King said, always know that your life has ultimate significance. And I believe yours does, Monica. Thank you. Woo! Wow. Happy New Year. I love that. That is, <laughs> that is so cool. And, the, and what an interesting way to say happy birthday. That's fantastic. Um, and thank you for the work flair. I appreciate that so much. I did actually unmike this time, Monica. It's not lying. I was just, it, what, what you were talking about reminds me of something my son said to me once. I swear my son has more wisdom and knowledge than I ever did. 
or uh, at 26. And I was talking to him one day and he said, and you may or may not agree with this, but you know, slow motion is better than no motion. And so even if you just get up and go for a walk and get your body moving, that can be the catalyst to the next move. And that's something I really try and, um, you know, keep in mind, just getting up and going for a walk can be the next move. Marilyn, slow motion is better than no motion. Good Lord, girl. I need a t-shirt that says that. (laughs) I mean, actually, I don't need a t-shirt. I need a tank top because hashtag sun's out, guns out. (laughs) My son amazing. Oh, my! your son is amazing. I can't wait to meet him. I cannot wait. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to roll um, with this conversation until someone stops me. So we talked about how do you get out of that uh, derailment, and you mentioned the word motion. And Mary Lynn, that came up in our Zoom. Unfortunately, you were not able to be there the other night, but we talked about movement. We talked about how physically moving the body changes the state of the brain. And so for many people, movement is a key resource to lean into. And it doesn't have to be, man, you don't have to go to the CrossFit gym right? Just moving your body through simple things that you do every day, like walking, right? You can do some easy yoga. You can do some stretching. Just getting into motion, even if it's slow motion, is powerful. It's a powerful way to continue to take charge of. And that's what this is all about, is about taking charge of how you show up. And, and working and moving and doing things on your own behalf, in your own behalf, right? We cannot wait for people to save us. Mel Robbins has that beautiful, um, that beautiful trending audio. It seems like it's been trending for a thousand years on TikTok um, uh, where she says, no one's coming to save you. No one is coming to save you. And that, my friends, is a really, really pointed, it's not a question, but a statement to share with yourself that no one is coming to save you. And what would a champion do who knew that no one was coming to save them? How would they show up? What would they do? Who would they connect with, right? Another thing I wanna share with you that we shared the other night about the strategies for staying, um, staying on the road, right? Staying on the good road that you're on, that you've chosen, is to call back to your past. When you have a loss, when you have a situation that shows up and it's, 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 a, it's a boulder in the middle of the road or maybe it's a medium-sized rock and you, you can't quite lift it yourself, it is so helpful to call on your past. So when you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking about your life, when you look back to what was hard in the past, What did you do then? How did you overcome then? What tools did you use? Who were you then? How did you show up then? When I think, man, when I think about some of the stuff I did in my 20s, I'm like, dang, I was fearless. I was scrappy. I was gritty. I turned my refrigerator off for an entire winter because I couldn't pay my electric bill. And I knew the refrigerator was a big use of electricity. I just turned that sucker off just turned it off. I moved my food up into the attic because it was Philadelphia and it was cold as heck up in the attic. And I walked up into that attic every time I wanted milk or eggs. (laughs) 
right? I'm not saying that was heroic. I'm saying it was resourceful. I was like, well, what can I do? What can I do? What's at my disposal? What can I control? Right? That was an interesting season of my life. So remembering the scrap, the grit, the tenacity, the, the, the stick-to-itiveness, the creativity that you brought to another situation, reminding yourself of the other things you've overcome. When Will was talking earlier, the Haitian sensation, talking about overcoming bankruptcy and divorces and all kinds of stuff. Man, you came through that. You're still standing. I'm still standing. You're like Elton John. You're still standing. Remind yourself. Recall the champion you've been in the past. That helps you bring forth the champion you are now. TM, you had wanted to pop in earlier. Please do, my friend. I'm so glad you're in the room. Hey, Monica, was just saying happy birthday to you. That's all. Good, good morning. Oh, well, thank you. That's so nice of you. I appreciate that. What are your thoughts about our conversation this morning? I mean, you're such a powerful human being. Love to know what, what you think about, um, you know, how to, how, what to lean on when you are on the verge of being derailed off your goals and off the identity that you want to be in your life, who you want to be. It's open air exercise for me, Monica. I'm out normally early in the morning, right? I like to talk to God when nobody's out there. Um, that, that typically helps a lot, you know, but my, my ultimate default is to, um, you know, go spend some time with my family, right? I mean, I'm in Atlanta, most of my family's up north, uh, and I have no problem breaking out. Um, you know, getting out of Dodge just to get back to some familiarity uh, and, and loved ones, right? Loved ones, love in general uh, is that anchor, right? And so open air exercise, you know, me talking to God and then just being around, uh, you know, genuine uh, love, right? Family and friends, that, that always helps me to rebound. Uh, this is a dynamic conversation. All of your conversations are dynamic, uh, you know, such introspection, right? And so Thanks for the time and the space. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, getting around the people where you know it's a soft place to land. That's huge. That goes back to, that's even a, that's even a sort of another level of what we talk about community, right? When we're, when we're feeling derailed, who do we turn to? We have community, but then we have those people and we know who they are. And there may only be a handful of them, but they are the soft place to land where you know whatever you bring them, there is no judgment. There is only love. We all need those people. You know, we, we, we have our community like BWC here where we motivate and inspire and educate and help each other and champion each other and stand in when we, you know, when we need to. But who are your soft places to land? And if you don't have any, man, you need to get to work on finding some because everyone needs them now and again. Everyone needs them. I turned, I turned to a few of those myself this week in the midst of my derailment. And those are the moments when you have those, when you, you get to reset. It's like the reset button. You know, it's kind of like going in the pits if you're a race car. <laughs> you're racing and you're racing and you're racing and you're like, man, I just need to go in the pits for a minute. I need my oil changed. <laughs> I need my... I need my tires rotated right now. I just need a break. And it's okay because you're a human being, right? You are a dynamic human being. You are a vessel that is sometimes filled to overflowing and sometimes empty. 
And when you're in those empty moments and about to go, oh, get around those people that fill you up. Thank you for that reminder, TM. Who else would like to share? Monica, if I can really quick, just pop in on that just really, really fast. Um, I think about going outside for one reason and one reason only. I'm always going to see weeds and I have the persistence of weeds. Weeds are that thing that, listen, that snapped me back because weeds, I don't care what you do, they keep showing up. They keep coming back. When I go to the beach, which is my tranquil place, Monica, guess what I see on that trail leading to the beach? Weeds. And that's my persistence level. That is my true reset. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> you crack me up. You can, it's so funny because you can talk about the most serious topic and the most heartfelt topic, and then you end with woo. And it just makes me laugh every time. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're always going to have weeds. We absolutely are. So what, so what do we do? Do we pretend they're not there or, or do we just ignore them? Well, neither one of those situations, right? Pretending they're not there, ignoring them, they continue to grow. So we have to address them and go, man, there's a weed. Let me pull that weed out. What can I use? And that's what we're talking about. What can we use to pull ourselves out, to pull the weeds out, to pull ourselves out of that situation? Um, we're talking about also... Uh, last night or on Wednesday night, we talked about in addition to being in action, taking action, whatever it is, we talked about measuring. That sometimes is helpful too, to be super granular about measuring. I made a commitment actually. Uh, Mary Lynn has a weed pulling um, GIF that is <laughs> hilarious. We talked about um, measuring things and I made a commitment in the Zoom because we have a little piece of our Zoom that's about accountability and we all get to say, if we choose to, what we wanna be accountable for, for our next Zoom. And my accountability for this Zoom to next Zoom is that I'm going to meditate, do my meditation habit every day without fail. And I put some parameters on it. And here's what I want you to hear. That commitment to meditation is every day. But what I didn't put on it was I'm going to meditate for 11 minutes every day because that's my ultimate is that I want to be an 11 minute meditator. That's part of my identity of a courageous champion is being able to master myself and manage my time in such a way that I am meditating 11 minutes every morning. My commitment though was meditate every day, even if it's only for one minute allowing myself to build the habit in small ways is going to keep me on my road of meditation as opposed to saying I'm going to meditate for 11 minutes and then not doing it at all because I don't have 11 minutes that takes me off the road. So I'm on the road. I may not be as intensely on the road. I may not do as long as I wanted to do what my identity would call for me to do, but in the moment of doing the thing, I'm staying true to myself. I'm honoring my commitment to myself. And as I honor my commitment, that commitment muscle gets stronger and stronger and stronger, which means I will begin, as I put my attention on it, to have the time, to make the time, to focus on getting to being 11 minutes every day. Even though some days right now I may only be two minutes. This morning I was four minutes, right? adapting, adjusting, but still honoring the commitment. That's huge in self-mastery and keeping yourself on the road 
of that identity that you want to be. That awareness, focusing on what you can do, not what you can't do. Gratitude is focusing on what you do have, not what you don't have. Who else? I'd like to go, uh, it's Mary Kim Monica, uh, great topics and discussion as always when you come on and, and share on this platform. Um, when you were saying about what's your accountability and how do you uh, keep going? And you know, it's our, for me, you know, my mindset is everything. It's also that tug. It's that thing that keeps showing up. It's the thing that, you know, like the idea of certain situations in my life that like, this can't be it. However, it's also the things I've gone through and what I had to do personally. And it's not that I didn't remember, I didn't recall, because I lived my journey of life consciously, unconsciously, and had to figure out a lot of things to get through throughout my life by myself with lessons I've learned along the way. And with that, like there was a part after COVID really hit and things started to kind of quote unquote settle down a bit that I found myself not mourning, but in a state of not surviving anymore just to get through those days. But like, not a crash, but I wouldn't say like a crash of lack of a better word right now. And I had to sit down for my own mental state and my own like, okay, Mary, you got this. Is I had to write down everything that I've overcome that I can remember. It didn't, wasn't in chrono, you know, in order, but I just wrote it down on a piece of paper. And that helped me to get grounded again, because it was a reminder, a written reminder, because obviously I've worked through my adversities and I remember it all, but like seeing it on paper, writing it down on paper has actually helped me to continue forward and like, okay, get out of that, that space, that mindset of um, that space I was in that was not healthy at that moment. And so that allowed me writing it down, like all the things. And I'm like, okay, I got this. If I can go through all of that and figure all of that out, like the rest of this time period is easy. Not easy, but lack of a better word for me in my head. I was like, okay, this is easy. I got this. And so that was my um, my go-to probably for the last year and just continue to read that list. Like, you know, like you're going to figure it out, Mary. You're going to get this and you're going to work through it. Just be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. And you are a human being, you're made to evolve and you just have to just go with the flow and know that you have the tools with inside you. So that's what helped me. So I love that you had this topic and we can, you know, ponder it a little bit. Thank you so much. Mary Kim, you said so many things there. You talked about regrouping and speaking to yourself and writing down the things you overcome. Have you, has anyone in this room ever thought about how many years you've been alive and how many things you've overcome? You probably haven't. We have, I know I haven't sat down and wrote down everything I've overcome in my life because in the moment, it doesn't. maybe it doesn't feel like you're overcoming something. Maybe you don't realize how badass you are until you look back on it, right? Sometimes that's it. Sometimes in the moment, you just do the thing. You're just like, I'm just doing it. I don't know what it is, but I'm just doing it. How do you people who have little tiny babies go three years with like no sleep? How do you do that? You just do it. And then you look back and you go, man, I was a rock star. I showed up. How did I do that? I don't know how y'all do it. I'm dog sitting right now and I'm up four and five times a night with this elderly dog. And I do not know how anyone raises a human baby. I don't. I'm just saying I have the utmost respect. 
But you also said something else, Mary Kim. You said, you'll figure this out. Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. And we all have to understand that everyone lives in uncertainty. Sometimes we think we're the only ones in uncertainty. Like this thing comes along, whatever it is, do, 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 we're living our life, do, 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 and the thing comes along and we don't know what to do. Well, guess what? Of course we don't. We've never seen this thing before. <laughs> I saw this, um, I saw this, uh, oh gosh, just, I think it was Instagram. It was either Instagram or TikTok someone sent me and it was this cute little girl and she was like seven years old. And the whole entire video was like four seconds. And she said, I don't know how to act my age. I've never been this age before. <laughs> and I thought, dang, if that's not a great metaphor for life, right? Every single day we walk into, we're walking into, we don't know what. We've never been to tomorrow yet. We don't know what's there. Of course, we're not going to be masterful at, at knowing exactly how to navigate it. But that's the challenge of life. It's like whack-a-mole. You don't know where that, that mole is going to pop up, but you got a big old mallet in your hand <laughs> and you can hone your reflexes so that when that mole pops up, wherever he is, you can whack him, right? Moles are going to pop up in your life. And if anyone doesn't know what whack-a-mole is, it's a game from the 80s. And let me tell you that I was excellent at whack-a-mole. You see, I used to be a drummer and I was in high school and I was a drummer. So I had really good reflexes and really good... <laughs> really good hand, uh, hand and brain, you know, connection there. So I was a whack-a-mole champion, but if you don't know what it is, look it up, Google it. It's hilarious, but that's what life is like. You just live in your life and stuff pops up. Got to whack it, man. You got to whack those moles, respond, 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 use the resources you have. You got your community. If you don't have a community, get one, build one. You got successes in the past. I know you have successes in the past. We all have successes in the past. Write those down. Keep those in a note. How powerful would it be every single time you're feeling like a total loser, which you can lie and say you never feel that way, but I know sometimes you do, because we all do. How often, how awesome would it be for you to be able to whip out this note on your iPhone or your Android or wherever it is and look at it and go, wow, I forgot how great I was. Look at all the things I overcame. Look at all the things I accomplished. Look what I did. Man, I studied. I studied. I worked. I got this degree. I got this diploma. I got this certification. While I was working full-time, by the way. Or while I was raising a kid. While I was being a single mom. You don't realize the power of the things that you've accomplished. Call on that. Who's feeling inspired to share something right now? Oh, Monica, I'm going to jump in on this one. First of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, this has been just a, I believe that you need to start a t-shirt business because you have dropped so many t-shirt liners that I would definitely wear. And it just brings you back because I think we're our own worst critic, right? We we beat ourselves up like when we don't accomplish something. And, and that's really what, like, if we start to listening, if we start listening to that voice, and beating ourselves up even more and more and more, we start to spiral in that negative direction. Um, instead of taking the moment to say, you know what, I get that, let me move forward. Like when I hurt my back, at a, you know, it was an accident at work and 
I'm here battling the insurance company just to go to physical therapy. Like, hello, I got injured. And the doctor is saying, no, you're just fat. And they didn't care. It's like, like to, to deal with people that just don't care and then have to like do things yourself and pay for things yourself. Like I totally resonated with that. I worked my way through life. Like I had family businesses when we were young that we were slave labor to, as I like to say, but it was a learning experience, right? It, it prepared me to land on my feet no matter what life threw at me. And that's why I'm a versatile and multi-talented person because been there, done that, did this, did that. And it kind of strengthens you up. But when you start listening to that negative voice, when you fail, that's the part that really starts to, I think, slow you down. And I love when you said, slow down, slow motion is still motion. And so when I wasn't moving as much as I used to, and I started putting on the weight, it, it really brought me down because I couldn't move like everyone else. I couldn't, I couldn't go for a jog like everyone else. And I didn't want to hold my friends back. So I'm like, no, you do you, boo. Because I already knew that I was the slow one. I couldn't move. But I didn't give them a chance to meet me halfway and support me. So you start looking at that. And those things resonate with me as you were talking today. Like, we hold ourselves back. And sometimes that's why I'm a big advocate of start with yourself, self-awareness, check the person in the mirror, um, because it really is you. It starts with you. And if you don't start with you and you don't start checking yourself, you know, you're blaming the world for the problems, right? But you don't look at yourself, then you bring the 50% of the problems on the table if you're involved. And if there's a problem in your life, you're contributing to it if you're not part of the solution. That's just a default. Like I, my mom told me that all the time. It's like if you have a problem in your life, 50% of it is you. So check yourself before you start blaming anyone and move on from there. But um, this definitely resonated with me, Monica. So thank you so much. Um, and I see that you're going to superstar status uh, with bonus segments. So that's awesome also. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Dora Maria. Um, I appreciate you saying all that. That It's so true. You're right. You you have a history of, like you said, working your way through life, working in the mechanic shop with your with your dad and, and seeing what it takes to make a business run. And those lessons really come in handy later. We you, Again, we forget. Once we're back into a comfortable situation, we forget. It's like, honestly, it sounds almost like it's like the pain of childbirth, how they say that women don't remember the pain of childbirth, that you know, your, your, your body is doing all these crazy things and contortions and pain and screaming and all the things. And then five minutes after you have that baby, you're like, huh, maybe we should have another one because you don't, you just don't remember. It's the same sort of way. We don't remember how gritty we are. We don't necessarily remember what it took to get through a hard time. We just got through it and put it behind us and move forward. That's the beauty of having the ability to look back and to be objective and to, and to look back with clear eyes, right? With, with hindsight that is objective and that says, wow, you know what? I was young and I didn't know a whole lot, but wow, look how I showed up. Those are powerful, powerful things to be able to do. I also want to uh, touch on what you said about beating yourself up. This is another piece that we're studying in this coaching program that I'm in, which is really good. And it's the difference between shining a flashlight and shining a hammer or using a hammer. And I'll explain that in a way where we always have an opportunity to choose either a flashlight or a hammer in a situation, especially with ourselves. Now we have it with other people as well. And as a coach, that is what I do is I show up with a flashlight. 
I never show up with a hammer. There are occasionally times when I'll show up with, you know, like maybe a little league bat, but never a hammer. And what that means is when we fall short of, of the identity that we wish to be, that we imagine for ourselves, we, we fall short of the person that we would like to show up as. Do we bring a hammer to ourselves or do we bring a flashlight? And bringing a hammer is so often the default because what, what happens is those voices that, that are not our own, that may influence our own self-talk, show up and, and start calling us all the things. Start saying, you're a loser. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have this degree. You don't have this expertise. You're faking it. You're an imposter. You, you'll never be anything. All these voices, that's the hammer. What is more helpful, what is supremely more motivating and supportive to yourself is to bring a flashlight. A flashlight says, what's happening here? It illuminates. It doesn't destroy. What's happening here? A flashlight is curious. A flashlight is, what's going on? Why, why am I showing up like this right now? Huh. Interesting. Well, that needs some work, clearly. I need some work in that area. It's a very, very different dynamic. It's a very different tone. And when you think about giving yourself the flashlight and not the hammer, it allows you to give others the flashlight and not the hammer as well. The way you treat yourself is generally the way you treat, treat others. So if you find yourself treating others like crap, you're probably treating yourself like crap and vice versa. So how can you bring a flashlight, right? That's the question. How do you bring a flashlight? What are those questions? Some questions I ask myself are, just like we talked about in the beginning of this segment, what would my identity do in this situation? I Here's the flashlight. I'm shining it on a problem or a situation or a way of showing up. What would a focused executive do in this situation, right? Maybe your identity around work is that you are a, um, you're a strategic leader. What would a strategic leader do? How would a strategic leader handle this? Or maybe it's a problem in your personal life or a challenge in your personal life and your identity is a committed parent. All right, well, how would a committed parent have behaved in this situation when I lost, totally lost my cool with my kid? How would a committed parent have behaved? Okay, that needs work. Let me accept that that needs work. Let me not bash myself in the face with a hammer. Let me just bring my flashlight. And that might be maybe the biggest thing that we've talked about today is, is what tool do we use for that self-evaluation when we are not showing up as the identity that we wish to be? What tool, what overarching tool do we use? And let's work on it being a flashlight and not a hammer. We have about one minute left before the top of the hour. Who'd like to come in and, uh, and drop something good on us? Monica, I'll wrap it up. Congratulations on amazing 90 minutes for the beginning of your new year and 57. Ooh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. Sorry. sorry. I just, you know, and uh, I just wanted to congratulate you. But um, I text with my son the other day and I'm like, Miles, I am so proud of you. You're just the bomb. And he texts back and he said, Mom, I'm proud of you too. And I stopped and I went, why? And that was a terrible reaction 
And then he, I said, Miles, I'm, I'm really interested. Why would you say that? And he said, because of everything you've overcome and you still stay positive and, you know, believe in good things. So with that, I'll close my mic. <laughs> ML, you just outed me, girl, and you are a positive overcomer. That's how I see you. I am sorry. You really are. <laughs> No, it's okay. That's all right. There is no, there is no, as Barbara Bajeski says, I'm on, I'm on level five and, and I'm, I'm rocking it. So I'm good to go on that. So I, the thing I want to leave you with today in this room, as we hand it over to the amazing Scott Simons, if he is here and I hope he's here in the room today, or else this could just be a marathon birthday segment for Monica Ricky, <laughs> which would be hilarious, but he's here. I see him as I hand it over. I want to, sh I want to encourage you to think about your identity, not only, you know, where you are today, but the aspirational identity that you want to live into. Use that as your filter, use that as your yardstick, your benchmark every day, every moment to say, am I living? my identity. And if I'm not, let's not bring a hammer to it, friends. Let's bring a flashlight and go, you know what? Just needs work. I'm Monica Ricky. I have loved spending this amazing 90 minutes with you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.